Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. With each new year comes new resolutions to be healthier and more mindful, which for a growing portion of the population includes cutting back or giving up alcohol. Maybe just for one month during so-called dry January, but increasingly for longer stretches or at different points throughout the year, creating a new marketing opportunity for savvy beverage manufacturers. According to the International Food Information Council survey of 1,000 U.S. adults in early December, roughly one in five Americans plan to reduce their alcohol consumption this year, and 13% plan to cut it out of their diets completely. This is up from 15% of U.S. adults surveyed by YouGov last year who said they plan to participate in dry January in 2021, which in turn was up 5 percentage points from 2020 when 10% of U.S. adults plan to hop on the wagon in January. While these numbers still may sound small, steadily increasing consumer interest in non-alcoholic beverages is driving a notable uptick in sales in the category, which data analytics from Statista estimates is worth more than $414 million and projects will grow 5% annually from 2021 through 2026. At the same time, alcohol sales in the U.S. are declining after an initial surge early in the pandemic. According to SPIN's data, sales of beer dropped 1.9% to $20.5 billion in the 52 weeks ending October 31, 2021. Wine sales also fell 3.2% to $14.2 billion in the period, dragging overall alcohol sales down 2% to $43 billion. Now, to be fair, sales on a two-year stack for each were up 13.7% and 10% respectively. But the drop is still notable, especially when paired with the sales growth of non-alcoholic beer, which Spins said grew 28.9% overall and a whopping 519% for craft options in the same period. These figures show that consumers are looking for more options and leading brands are moving fast to provide them, including Anheuser-Busch InBev, which is building out its non-alcoholic beverage portfolio to include several recently launched zero-proof beers, carbonated soft drinks, low and no-sugar energy drinks, and functional shots that promote healthy living. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, Ana Enriquez, Global Vice President and Head of NABEV at AB InBev, shares more details on how the world-famous brewer is filling out its non-alcoholic portfolio to reach a larger audience across more occasions and day parts. She also shares insights behind what and who is driving the Sober Curious movement and how it's not a zero-sum game for most consumers. Finally, she reveals where she sees the most opportunity, what ingredients and claims appeal to consumers. So according to Enriquez, the so-called sober curious movement is driven by consumers who are increasingly aware of the health impact of what they eat and drink, and who are looking for products that will boost their health and wellness. At the same time, they might not want to give up the social drinking or alcohol completely, but rather find a balance. What we see is really that the social beverage trends and the wellness beverage trends are blurring. They are coming together. 
Um, for consumers, it's really no longer a one or the other. Um, consumers are looking for both um, options that are fun as well as bring wellness. Um, and we are always developing our business with those consumer needs in mind. Um, so we do keep a strong pulse on, on those consumer strengths so that we can stay relevant and better serve people's needs. And that's where we see these two, two worlds coming together. And that's why we have such a diverse portfolio of brands and products that can address those emerging needs and play roles in different occasions. Um, for us, for example, the Nanalk beverage portfolio, um, we do see it as a key component of our commercial strategy because it allows us to reach more consumers on more occasions and give them the option because for us it's all about creating these options. Um, and we are leveraging this portfolio to really bring to market you know, more options that meet both wellness and moderation trends as well as fun and social um, needs as well. Um, and an example of that for, um, as you might be aware, is, is really how Budweiser Zero has been expanding globally and now is in more than 10 different markets. And we see a lot of potential coming in this space of how we bring together wellness and fun um, into different offerings. In addition to you know, the product innovation part, from an industry point of view, we also see the opportunity and responsibility um, to promote you know, resp responsible consumption of our products um, and drinking that's done responsibly in moderation and safe settings. Internally, we call that smart drinking. Um, and our efforts include both in the way that we market our products, the social norm campaigns, as well as working alongside health experts to really promote smart drinking. So we really see this world of fun and social as well as wellness coming to life, and consumers are looking for more options, and our portfolio enables that. Just because some consumers are cutting back or cutting out alcohol doesn't mean they want to forgo the tastes and experiences that they've come to love while drinking beer, wine, or spirits, which is why NABEV at AB InBev has expanded its zero-proof beer options in recent years, including with the launch last year of Liberty, a non-alcoholic option under its Stella Artois brand, and Enrique notes the Budweiser Zero, which launched in 2020. It also has options under Bush, Goose Island, Four Peaks Brewing, Breckenridge Brewery, and Golden Road Brewing brands. In every case, Enrique says, the success of these lines depend on the taste and drinking experiences of the beverages. We've made amazing, um, amazing innovation, amazing portfolio around that space. Not only with our global brands like Budweiser Zero, where we are not only looking at the alcohol content, but an amazing, you know, Budweiser experience. Um, in addition to that, also looking at things like carb content, and we're looking at the holistic experience of the product, to things like Stella um, Alcohol Free, um, which is another um, innovation in this space. And then we also have a variety of, of amazing local and super strong local brands, like Brahma in Brazil, Aguila in Colombia that are also innovating and bringing new, new offerings in this space. And I think for us, as we're looking at the, at the experience of non-alcoholic beers, we're not just looking at the 0% alcohol. We're also looking at how can we make this a, an amazing taste for consumers, an amazing experience for consumers in, the way, in, in all of the sensory aspects of the experience um, so that it really feels like, you know, the, the experience that they are looking for is just that they have the option whether or not they want it with, with zero ABV or not. So we put a lot of emphasis in make sure the taste, the sensory is, is extremely um, successful at delivering what consumers are looking for. 
my perspective and my experience in the industry, taste is king when it comes to anything that you're going to consume. Um, and you're right. I do believe this space is still very nascent. It's a small today. I think it has already evolved quite a bit, but I believe there's a lot more of evolution to come as the industry continues to invest in new technologies and more development around the space. I believe that there's a space in you know, five years, ten years from now, will look very different than the way um, it does now because it is very nascent and it continues to evolve very, very fast. But one thing that is key is that taste enjoyment remains a key fundamental requirement. And I think the industry cannot lose sight of this. Um, and I think it will remain very important that anything that, that we put in our mouths, we must have that taste enjoyment. Leading the sober curious movement, according to Enriquez, is Gen Z consumers very few of whom are old enough to drink alcohol legally in the U.S. as they range in age from 9 to 24 years. But as Enrique's notes, this doesn't diminish their importance or the opportunity for brands looking to create lifelong relationships with consumers by offering a range of options that fit their needs at different life stages and in different occasions. From our you know, consumer work, um, we see that, that in reality people are not about the extremes. Um, and I think Gen Z in particular has been a big driver of this kind of fluid movement. And I think the word fluidity is really important because what, what they are looking for are the options. Um, they want to be able to have different choices for different occasions or to be able to choose different choices even in the same occasion. And I think for us it's really important this notion of fluidity. And it's really important the notion of being able to provide more options that can enable you to have a, a fun social evening, no matter what you're, you're looking for in terms of a, of a beverage solution. Um, and those options for us is where we believe we can make a difference because our portfolio really enable us to be able to provide exciting solutions for, for different occasions. I believe the official definition of Gen Z, um, based on different research that I've seen, is 9 to 24 years old. So you do have a, a big range in there. Um, and when we look at you know, non-alcohol beverages, we have solutions that are not related at all with, with alcohol or, or beer brands, if you will. For example, um, in Brazil, we own the, uh, one of the largest um, kind of soft drink brand called Guaraná. Uh, it's a very traditional brand in Colombia. We own Pony Malta, which is a huge traditional dark malt beverage that's completely unrelated to, to beer. Um, so there's a range in there, and I think we have a portfolio. We also own a big juice brand in Brazil um, that offers a 100% juice solution. So we look, we look at the Nanauk space not only with an eye for um, you know, alcohol, adult-type solutions, but with a broader range. An example of how social and functional beverage trends are merging to create a more dynamic non-alcoholic beverage set can be seen in how NA Bev at AB InBev is meeting the needs of the emerging esports category. Esports is such an interesting trend for me because it's a way that actually people are socializing without even leaving their homes or meeting with anyone in, in let's call it, real physical life. Um, they're socializing completely in a digital forum where both functional beverages like energy drinks, for example, as well as what's typically known as social beverages like a beer can play a role in the same occasion depending on your stage of the gaming journey or that gaming moment or your role in the gaming journey. Um, so, for example, we have a product in Brazil and China called Fusion Energy 
very specifically targeted to those gaming occasions, uh, which is becoming a massive way that, that young consumers in particular are socializing. Um, and we have variants that are for this chart of the game, where you want more maybe energy, a boost of energy, the middle of the game where you might be looking for more of sustained focus, and at the end of the game where it's more about unwinding and hydration. Um, and if you're just not, not a player, if you're just an observer, and this is a massive group of people that just watch gamers play, um, you can also enjoy a, a delicious an occasion like esports and gaming has really kind of, I think, embodied this new world of socializing and people looking for both functional beverages and new ways to, to socialize as well. Consumer interest in sophisticated non-alcoholic options is also leading to the development of more complex flavors in sparkling water and reduced sugar in more traditional soft drinks. The soft drinks, the sparkling water um, are evolving. And on the one hand, they're also becoming more sophisticated with more complex flavors. We're also seeing a trend towards sugar reduction in those beverages. And this, again, I believe is really driven by this blurring of lines between the categories. And I think the category will continue to evolve along with consumers. I can give you a couple of examples of how we have looked at the, the categories evolving and adapted our own portfolio. For example, in Brazil, I mentioned we have you know, a, a very large tonic water brand. Uh, I think it believe it's the largest in the country. And now we have evolved it to bring some more sophisticated flavors to the portfolio, things like ginger, hibiscus, three lemons, because people are looking for more of these differentiated, more sophisticated, perhaps a bit more complex flavor experiences. Um, and this category can evolve itself to play that role as well. In Colombia, for example, I mentioned we have the, the dark malt portfolio. It's a very local, traditional, wild, popular, non-alcoholic beverage category. Um, and in there, we introduced um, a variant called Malta Leona Cafe, which is a coffee flavor experiencing that really leverages, you know, Colombia's heritage for high-quality coffee and brings a more sophisticated flavor into a very, very traditional category. Um, so we do see this evolution about elevating traditional experiences to a new level through flavor, through sweetness level, and we have seen really good results in terms of, of this evolution of these categories and how they're able then to play um, different roles and meet different consumer needs in different occasions. Consumers' focus on wellness also is opening the door for more functional beverages with value-added ingredients, including those that offer antioxidants, natural energy, and enhanced performance. Throughout the pandemic, we continue to see an uptick in this functional beverage space. Um, and I really believe people are looking for more proactive ways to manage their wellness versus reactive ways to manage conditions. And we continue to learn more and more about the space. And we have launched some products and propositions to help us accelerate our learning. Um, one example we launched um, in Brazil is a functional shot range called For Me um, that brings different types of ingredients depending on the type of benefit you're looking for. If you're looking for a recharge, if you're looking for something that, that helps your body feel more, uh, more prepared to take on the day. So there's different types needs and therefore we try to match different flavors as well as kind of functional functional ingredients as part of that. Um, we also launched in Brazil with a different brand um, called Ubang, an antioxidant um, beverage, um, as we see consumers looking more and more for antioxidant um, beverage solutions. So we do see this uptick, but all of these experiences is still playing a, a role of, of great tasting 
still playing a role of, of refreshing and, and, and good for you um, and not just um, functionality in a very medical way. And I think this is the, the very interesting blurring of spaces where I think we can have a huge impact for consumers. Another example that comes to mind is we're also seeing energy playing a role um, in, in new ways that's not just the traditional energy space. Uh, one example is proposition Fury in Honduras and El Salvador, Rockstar in Argentina, really for consumers that are looking for the tasty post-lunch pick-me-up, um, a daily solution really for, for that kind of afternoon slump, if you will. Um, and we really see a lot of, of amazing results com coming from that. We also have um, in the U.S. a brand um, called that we have partnered with. Um, it's really about bringing functional solutions to the workout space through energy, but not only traditional energy. Energy is also some performance ingredients. And that, again, is the blurring of the different spaces coming to life as the functional beverage um, category continues to evolve. A few ones that we keep an eye on are things like gut health. This seems to continue to be a space that um, consumers are paying more and more attention to. The science behind gut health also continues to grow and, and evolve the more we learn. Um, so it's definitely a space that, that we find interesting. The way energy is evolving from the traditional, and we talked a little bit about this, from the traditional kind of energy boost to all of the different ways that consumers are looking for different types of energy for different moments of the day. Um, continues to be an area that we believe has, has a lot of potential. Um, there's a space that's super interesting to me. We call it a leisure. So it's really the combination of being physically active as well as having fun and being social. Um, and I know this probably evolved a lot through COVID, but we were seeing even before COVID, you know, taking a, a class was uh, as much as it was about having fun and going with friends um, as, as it was about being physically active and even you know, as consumers now can work out with each other even though they are not in person. Um, I think there's really a blurring of worlds between kind of physical activity and social activity coming together. Um, we talked a lot about esports. Um, we believe this continues to be a very interesting new way that consumers are socializing and then what's the right way to kind of be relevant in that space for them. So those are all kind of the different spaces that, that you know, we looked at among, among other ones that we believe can, can be very interesting trends in, in non-alcoholic beverages. As illustrated by the diversity of need states and options that NABEV at AB InBev is creating, the potential for non-alcoholic beverages appears limitless. And Enrique says she's looking forward to continuing to evolve the company's portfolio to celebrate all of life's moments so that it can reach more consumers during more occasions. With that, we've reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you enjoyed this installment and will join me again next Monday for another episode. And to help you remember, I encourage you to subscribe. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week.